What is up, y'all? We are back on Comics Corner. I'm doing a little evening show here. You're listening to it whenever, so that really is erroneous. But welcome back. As always, we got Sean on the boards, controlling the ones and twos, the microphones, the temps, the volumes, the other sound words that make sense yeah. there. Frequency. All that shit, tough guy. And your Uncle P. We got, a, we got a good amount to talk about today. Sean did some deep dives on a little Alan Moore book you might know as V for Vendetta. We got The Suicide Squad. We've got What If premiering. We got a whole bunch of wild things going a on. A lot of stuff, for sure. What's, uh, what's been new? What you been, what you been watching other than V for Vendetta, which, like I said, we're going to get into. Yeah, rewatched the movie after reading the comic. Um, I saw it right when it came out in theaters, actually. I was a freshman in high school. I went with my brother and my mom. We both really liked We all really liked it because it was just different. Yeah. Like, I knew, I, you know, I wasn't, I kind of hadn't been into comic books for a while, but I knew that this was a pretty well-known uh, graphic novel and wanted to see what it was all about. It looked cool. I mean, the whole appeal of it always looked really cool, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I'm smart enough for like V for Vendetta a little bit. <laughs> well, I will say this before we dive into the comparisons of the book and the movie. Yeah. I'm actually very glad I saw the movie first um, because if I hadn't, this book would have been pretty goddamn confusing. Not going to lie. Yeah, I totally believe that. The movie already, all I remember is Natalie Portman cutting her hair off. <laughs> so, But still looking incredible. That's That's the energy I'm bringing to the table. But other than that, you been watching anything? You been reading anything new? What have you been up to? A um, couple re- I have read, which we'll talk about briefly, uh, stumbled upon a uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Wolverine Gambit crossover comic that came out in the it was like mid-90s. Long Halloween. It, yeah, shout out Long Halloween. You know, after reading Here's that. Here's the thing, though, is, like you said, it's just this... One, it's like what four issues? It's only four issues. I literally read it in like an hour. <laughs> Gambit Wolverine is the most 90s team up, yes, of all time. But you know, I mean, the the that, the two of them together just works so incredibly well. But uh, Tim Sale does steal the show because his artwork is just it just grabs you, man. And he has a really cool way of drawing Gambit, uh, very you know, very slender, you know, very, very he, slinky. He definitely knows how to accentuate 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 features on people though where it gives them a very grimacing look always or just kind of a more twisted diabolical look in a way which is why i think long halloween and dark victory are so good because the art matches this really intricate weird story and this kind of mystery type thing so i can see him drawing gambit really well how's this wolverine dude it was cool yeah it was like pretty um, he looking good. I'm not gonna say basic, but like you know, like the the exaggeration of certain parts, like his big forearms and like his big chin and jawline, like yeah, we're we're all there. The the costume was nice and crisp. It's a very interesting story. We'll talk about it more, but uh, yeah, he, well, you were talking about what is it? Haunted? What is it? What victory? Dark victory? Dark victory? I, is, is, that, is that another the Batman sequel to Long Halloween? Oh, I got to read that because I actually picked up their the very. I think it was the first Batman run they did, which was called Haunted Nights. And okay. it's three stories. It's Scarecrow, uh, Joker, and one other villain. I can't remember. But it's three three individual stories. And it's a quick read. Uh, but it's very good. But obviously, Long Halloween is the shit. I mean, I think that Jeff Loeb 
and Tim Sales, like that combo just works so well because you get these guys who it felt like a comic that was worked on really closely together. If that makes sense. I'm sure a lot of comics are worked on closely together, but this one just seemed like two people were in unison and you kind of just struck gold ones. Dark Victory is definitely good, but it certainly feels like a sequel. Yeah, it's the same way we talked about uh, Kingdom Come, how like Mark Wade and Alex Ross were probably working side by side. Yeah. You know, one, you can't have one without the other, and that's how the story just kind of moves more uh, fluidly. Yeah, because when you're writing a script that way, you obviously have a visual in your own head as well. So you want that translated, and words can honestly only do so much when you have this specific vibe and especially if you're getting someone like alex ross in there yeah you're like you have a master i mean what do you don't waste this guy and do like some dumb ass fucking one shot that no one likes <laughs> well other comic book media uh haven't really um, so i did watch the beginning of suicide squad we're going to talk briefly about that but we're going to do a full episode about that we're going to record tomorrow because i gotta sean, finish it up sean I, fell asleep i dozed dude. off and not because it was boring i was just exhausted just too drunk drunk and fell asleep guys <laughs> did you fall it's asleep on the or did you pass out <laughs> yeah what happened man uh, how could that life action pack movie let you fall asleep I, from what I, from what I saw. I mean, I saw a good, yeah, you know, it was the first 40, 45 minutes of the movie. It carried much better than the first. It just was more interesting and definitely had that James Gunn stamp on it, you know? So, all right, for this will be like some spoilers for the first half, I guess, but that first scene. Yeah. How'd you like the little twist on that? I did like it, and I liked that they introduced some classic characters. Captain Boomerang, you got your javelin. Did you think we were going to lose Boomerang, though, being no. a return character and a fan favorite? Definitely did not see that. Well, once everyone started getting picked off one by one, I'm like, oh, there's no way they're going to dice him, and of course they did. See, I felt like that. If you watched the trailer, you almost knew who was like just not making it. Right. You're like, this team has no one from... Because that was a huge problem that they had with the movie. Because the movie tanked, to be fair. As far as financially or Financially, what? the movie fucking... Well, no one's going to the movie theaters right now. I mean, it, some people are, but... It but just, no, like, compared to even other movies that have come out, like, post-pandemic, it just did No horrible. one's seeing it, really? No, I, I feel like... Like most people like me, at least want to see what it's all about. But you have issues. It's, I heard it on maybe it was like Weekly Planet. Shout out another podcast. How dare you mention free another advertisement. show? Um, <laughs> but it's like the Laura Croft or the Tomb Raider effect where the first, if the first movie sucks, no one wants to go see the reimagined version afterwards because you already risked it on the first one. So if you don't watch comic book movies, you're like, this movie fucking sucks. When they come out with another one, you're like, yeah, fool me once. I know the saying, you know, it's like, I'm not going to go see this movie a second time and it suck again. And I just wasted money. Plus it's rated well, that, R. Well, that was me with, um, uh, the Justice League Snyder Cut. I was like, yeah, yeah. I already watched it once, man. I, did I don't not need like to see it. more of this drawn-out movie with this same dumbass filter this guy literally found while he was making 300 and was like, well, I think someone just found their calling card. <laughs> it's like, what if everything was just darker? 
I, I remember reading an article or just like something I, I browsed up uh, um, and found that was like talking about the new Suicide Squad and was like, they made a point to say like, don't worry, Jared Leto's Joker is not in the movie. So go go see it. Like that was like that was their selling point. It, yeah, <laughs> we deleted a character. Yeah. You're welcome. What is quick question? Favorite Zack Snyder movie? Uh, it, it's got to be Watchmen. Getting back to our Alan Moore conversation, they it was a, it's it's his best work in my opinion. I mean, 300 is cool, and especially it was very cool at the time. Um, like I had friends that saw it multiple times. I mean, I think I remember them talking about they played it in like history classes, which is like laughable because it's <laughs> it's a public school. Yeah, that's like that's like throwing on Ancient Aliens or any any yeah. show off History Channel on your in your world history class. Today we're looking for the lost treasure of Atlantis, <laughs> and if you kids can make sure you take notes, read Aquaman number forty one. This will be on the <laughs> test. Um, so you're saying Watchmen though? Yeah, I would have to say so, because I really enjoyed that movie when it came out. And same thing with V for Vendetta. I saw the movie before I read the comic, and it just kind of helps with the flow of things, the way, you know, like, that direction, the jumping around of locations and stuff like that. It just makes it a little bit more digestible. I'm trying to think of what my favorite... Has he I mean, really... Snyder, when I think that, it's like, I mean, he Has did... Has he really only done, like, comic book movies, honestly? As far as I know, I can't, th- I mean, you know, because 300 was a comic, too, yeah. 300 was a comic. Who, who did that one? That wasn't Alan Moore, too, was it? I don't think it was. No, Alan no. I, I'd have to. Um, Sucker Punch was a oh comic. Oh, my God. That's your favorite. You forgot about it. How could you? No, it's terrible. So I remember getting it off it's the red. What? I bought it off the red Excuse box. Excuse me? <laughs> it was a what movie, dude? That was That was one of those movies in that weird spot where I feel like people were playing dead or alive beach volleyball. And going to see Sucker Punch. Oh, you're talking about with like the... Like, like the bikini the, volleyball yeah, game. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to go see Sucker Punch later and just kind of, you know, check out a couple babes. They're fighting robots There was and something shit. like kind of, yeah, like unsettlingly kinky about Sucker Punch that wasn't quite my kink. I'm not kink shaming out here, but uh, it no, was but very interesting. It just seemed like a weird movie that forced it upon you and you're like, I'm sure that there's probably a thing where, like, that's how the comic was. There's a bunch of things in comics we change all the time. Well, I could see the comic being good. But just the way I just didn't have the interest at the time. I got to the point, I remember renting it from Redbox. And I really liked the fight scenes and the the scenes where, you know, she's basically, like, it's all um, not reality. Like, she's dreaming a lot of this stuff up. Yeah, what happens at the end of it? They're all on heroin. Oh, <laughs> Oh no, that was train spotting. Actually, <laughs> that train spotting too, also not. Yeah, good. no, but like I would fast forward through the scenes where she was in like the insane asylum or wherever the hell she was, and then I, but then I would just watch the like cool fight scenes where she's in like the post-apocalyptic you know arena or wherever the hell it took place. I no, not a sucker punch fan. Sorry. I was just trying to look up Zack Snyder's uh, filmography, and I spelled it wrong. And I was on a different a stunt guy's page for about two minutes there. A stunt guy named Zack Snyder? Yeah, it's Z-A-C-H. Are stunt stunt people are on like IMDB? Yeah. Good dude, for them. Everyone's on it. If anyone who brags about having an IMDB credit can blow me. <laughs> it's dude. 
people who are just literally handing out sandwiches on the set get those credits. It's not something <laughs> like you're just on. That's but, like being on Facebook. You know what? I might. I kind of disagree with you there because those people are part of the magic. You know. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying it's not something that you're like, hey, I was in this. It's like, but. You weren't like really in they it. They say they worked on. I think that's even cooler when people they, say oh, I worked on this. Working movie. on it, great. I like that. You're in a union. You're doing great. Yeah. Good for you. I had a friend in New York that would work because they shoot plenty of stuff in New York. He would get hired um, freelance. He was. I don't think he was in any sort of union, but basically he would just like drive people around, like whoever they were. You know, the director of photography or yeah. random extras. He Sh- would just Uber them chauffeur. around. Yeah, a sh- yeah, a chauffeur just shuttling people around. I don't think he made it on the IMDb credits, unfortunately. I bet people. But I did used to play Fortnite with a cat named uh, Danny Weedenhop. We call him Danny Weeds. Shout out Danny Weeds. He wrote a movie What's co- up, Dan? a couple years ago called Alpha. Do you remember when that came out? It was about like uh, a caveman and like a wolf. Yeah. He wrote the screenplay for that movie. Oh, I feel like you've told me that before. Yeah, that's crazy. a really random one. I just remember playing Fortnite with them. I'm like, what do you do, man? Because we knew he lived out in L.A. He goes, oh, I'm a writer. I, I write movies and stuff, screenplays. I'm like, oh, you worked on anything recently? He's like, yeah, I have a movie coming out this August called Alpha. I mean, this was four years ago now. and uh, Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. So, did you watch the movie? No, I never watched it. Yeah. But what's funny is... Because you're, you're not. Something. Well, apparently there's, there's no dialogue in it. Oh, that's <laughs> even better. Speaking <laughs> of, I have found my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Hit me. Uh... Legends of the Guardian, the Owls of Gahul. Oh, that! Oh, that's right. I remember that, that was like a computer animated one. Yeah, it's animated. It actually looked kind of cool. I never saw it. I though. mean, I it's my favorite because honestly, I love the part when uh, the young owl is abducted by an evil owl army, but then it's like goes downhill because he he must escape and he gets new friends and stuff and seeks uh, for the legendary guardians. But at the end, the uh, evil owl army wins because the army. The bad guys win. They win at the end. They, I like that. I like a nice twist like that. I don't. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So okay, well, we can pretend. But I do know there's an evil owl army. You know, I have a thing with birds. I've said this before. Not Ugh. crazy about them. The bigger the beak or bill, if you will, the scarier. But also with the owls, oh. razor sharp. The way they hook down, and you can just tell it, it comes to like a really, really sharp point. I want nothing to do with that. That's how what they use to kind of rip, rip open the the, the mousey. Did you ever get its do guts come out? Did you ever have to do the dissect an owl pellet? An owl pellet? No. Oh really, dude? They we have... did. Uh, I think we did frogs and something else. That seems insane. What the fuck is that for? What what is dissecting that animal doing that you can't just learn on a regular board? Well, I would say the fact... build a model. Yeah, but I think it, you know what it is, man. Do you it, think it's a suss out sociopath? It, it it pushes people in the right direction. People are like, oh, if you are interested in maybe cutting up people open for a living, you know, a surgeon or something like that, or being or, a murderer, a murderer, black market organ salesman. Do you think now they they, they use that as like a, they flag that person immediately? They're like, oh, this kid aced his frog dissection. You're definitely in a database. Well, as far as like, you know, it's like you got to show kids into like, oh, like what's going to interest you to do the job later on. I've always said this, like I never understood. It's always fascinated me that there's always somehow, except for lately, unfortunately, enough people to do every job. Like, you know, like there's never really a shortage of certain positions. Now there is. 
call it COVID, call it unemployment checks, call it what you want, but there's something going on right now. But for a while, I was like, oh, my, oh yeah, like, who are all these people that want to be doctors or surgeons or garbage men or, you know, whatever? Like, yeah. someone's doing it. I mean, all, but here's the thing cutting open frogs really limits you on what I don't think anyone cuts open the frog and is like, well, I think being a pediatric doctor is for me. <laughs> you know, like anyone who, again, if you're super into it, maybe you're like a zoologist, a biologist, something along those lines. But for the most part, it just seems pretty barbaric. Yeah. It seems like something we could... Dude, that's on. That's an app on a phone. I can literally download an app right now, I'm sure, to dissect a frog for free. Yeah. Just do that. We should. That sounds like fun. It sounds less messy. Yeah. It, dude, gross. I won't be touching this dead-ass frog that's been sitting in this nasty-ass formaldehyde. Yeah. First off, you know what those kids use that formaldehyde for? Woo-bangers. Right. Give you a little speech impediment. I knew a kid that smoked one. I he know was, as he was well. Ne- he was never the same. We, He'll I be th- the first to tell you. I think we both... Uh, D initials, DM? Yeah. Yeah, holy shit. You know that story? Too. I didn't I, even know you knew it, homie. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> yeah, uh, he'll be the first to tell you. He goes, hey, I've never smoked weed since then because <laughs> it fucked me. Because he... <laughs> like, he didn't know, right? I don't know. My, my girlfriend claims that she got something happened. I don't think it was embalming fluid. I don't know what the fuck it was. Because that's I mean, what formaldehyde is, right? Or are they two different I think things? so. Okay. I've never honestly looked into it much just because I've never been like, you know this cigarette's missing? <laughs> embalming fluid. We or had, is it formaldehyde? We had a dishwasher at our work that would like sneak out, and I think he was smoking PCP or, yeah, oh, or, or germs or something. In the dish pit. But if he's in the dish pit... You can't do anything because well, that's a sovereign like nation. Well, he would just leave and like just come back. Mm-hmm. Like he like would open the back door, which we aren't, which aren't, which isn't supposed to be open, and would just come and but go he, as he pleased. And like, he was a bigger dude, mind you, but he was the one day just pouring sweat. And I, they thought he was drunk. They thought they were they're like, dude, you came in drunk for your shift. He's like, I'm not drunk. And they're like, dude, yes, you are drunk. You're pouring sweat. And then he just goes, I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also and on you, PCP. And you can't argue with that, you know the. The man has a medical condition. No, you can't argue with that. That, like, you're sweating differently than you normally sweat. You, the fat card does not work in that situation to yeah. be like, hey, man, you look visibly sweatier than you've ever looked when I've seen you the entire time working here. And then you're just like, I got fatter. Well, we honestly don't give a shit that he was getting high on the clock. The, the problem was he stole out of uh, a couple of the server's purses. Oh. Uh, and then when was confronted, I was gonna say rarely ever is PCP the problem. Well, we got confronted. Yeah, <laughs> we we confronted him and said, "Hey, man, you know we know you did this. Give me the give us the money. You know, give up give up the money." And he goes, "Oh, I already spent it." Like like on this was the same day that this had all happened. He had dipped well, out, yeah. bought some drugs, and came back. The, the money was gone. But he was like, "You could have." The rest of this piece. I mean, I didn't feel bad for the guy whatsoever, but it was like kind of sad the fact that like, dude, like, was it worth it, man? You just lost your job over 30, 40 bucks. He goes, no, it wasn't worth it. Like, you could tell he kind of needed the job to support his PCP habit. That's always the people that like get caught stealing, though, are people who are literally stealing like. Because they're desperate. It's they're desperate. It's also just like the weirdest amounts that you're like. Dude, why are you like stealing five dollar gift cards? Mm-hmm. A five, you're stealing five dollars. You're making ten dollars 
a single hour being here. Yeah. Like the the the, the concept of like scammers like those like I mean like they see a hustle and they just like go for it it's just beyond me. I've always said this, money dictates behavior and if you have it's like opposite ends of the spectrum but the same goal or uh end game I should say. If you have very little money or lots of money, you do certain things because you have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you do fall into that weird yeah. realm of like that's like, true chaos. Yeah, it's like so when you have like very little money it's like oh my life already kind of sucks. I could care less what the re- repercussions are and when you have a lot yeah. of money it goes Oh, well, my father's going to get me out of this jam. Yeah. I don't really care what the repercussions we'll are. We'll be fine. Yes. Like the kid that they just duct taped to the flight uh, that was oh, like, yeah. took his shirt off and like groped a fucking flight attendant. And when, yeah, they, tried to, when they tried to detain him, he's like, he did, did the whole, you know, do you know who my father is? My, my family's worth $2 million. Which honestly, it's like, <laughs> cool, dude. There's like six guys on this block that have like two million dollars yeah, i'd be like oh I do bet. you want to go over to first class and ask them how much they're worth yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what First i'm saying anyone who quotes their parents net worth that, is yeah. already poor this is just a number that he heard them like spout out at like a dinner party and now they, that's his life. dude how embarrassed are you to be the parents that are like he said it was the most embarrassing, five. the most embarrassing and degrading thing that ever happened to him. I go, oh yeah, because the chick that you just fucking grabbed her chest unprovoked. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was a picnic for her. Yeah, she loved that. She thought that was cute. And the thing was too, the guy was on a flight from Philadelphia to Miami. Brother, just wait like two hours. You're gonna have plenty of fun once you get down I, there. Yeah, I just don't. What are you? Pace, how are you so drunk yourself. getting on a plane? I, it's just become a problem. A I, lot of planes don't even serve alcohol anymore. Yeah. Because people are straight assholes. And everyone's got some shit to say now. And everyone is just ready to film this shit. And it's just bad publicity for airlines. No one wants to be on the airline where they're like, oh, remember that giant flight that happened in the sky? It was on this exact plane. <laughs> no. You want to be on a safe-ass airplane, dude. I don't want to be on an airplane that might break out into a motherfucking fight, dude. I can't move. I can't get out of my seat. Yeah, and like, I mean, there used to be like air marshals and stuff. I think they're still on certain flights, but they can't be on every flight, you know? Yeah, but people also should just be not that drunk on the plane. I don't think there's always alcohol involved, though. I think people just... Well, people are just insane now and have the freedom to say absolutely anything to anyone and it makes no sense yeah you just open your mouth and there's no filter from like just brain to mouth it's just immediately whatever you think you're like oh yeah i just say and do this and it's like how do you live that way (laughs) i mean granted thinking the statement over two thousand times before you say it not great either but i'd rather take that versus like why don't I just shoot from the hip and see where it gets me? Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, though, it's better than terrorist attacks. Knock on wood. <laughs> okay. Yeah. hundred percent. That's true. And it's That's... kind of funny. Like the guy got duct taped to a goddamn. It's that uh, part I love, seat. but it does like you even said it sucks for the person that like got groped. That's horrible. Yeah. And this person should definitely just, you're on camera, dude. You're on a fucking plane. If you commit a crime on a plane, it's like, you just go to jail. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just blows me away what people think. Is there think. some kind of sky law that like oh, any yeah. crime up there, dude, you're going to no, jail. No, dude. there's no internet. Yeah. There's no international waters. It is. You are in a sanctioned 
spot. Yeah. You know, it's fair game. We're going to prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. He's, I mean, this kid's going to get in trouble. I, I mean, I mean, that, that's assault, brother. That's a, <laughs> and that right there is assault, brother. I mean, and getting back, it's saying like money dictates behavior. This kid's like, fuck it. You know, I don't, but it's I don't care. also weird that he quoted. Here's the thing. The that's, exact a amount. Real, that's a real number yeah. because it's not that high. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because exactly. there, are, <laughs> there is a kid who plays uh, video games for granted. He plays 70 hours, you know, a week, but he plays video games on Twitch and makes well over two million. Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, like shit like two that. million dollars. There, some. I'm surprised someone in the back didn't spit at him coming back from like a concert somewhere. Who was like, "You think two million dollars is anything now? Yeah, we and, just print money. And it doesn't and, even have backing. <laughs> it's just a problem. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I mean, like it. It just blows me away what people think they can get away with. I have, I have two. That's. Or like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force. My dad owns a dealership. <laughs> it, I always joke about if you have a million dollars, do you still call it? You're like, I'm a one millionaire. Yeah. And after taxes, I will not be. Right. <laughs> it's like two yeah. million dollars. Are, are we talking liquid assets? Or yeah. These, yeah. What is the story? What Literally, do, like Jeff Bezos, like he's worth nine hundred billion dollars ago. Do you really think he's got this Scrooge fucking Mc, you know just McDuck vault of yeah. of, of gold and, and and trinkets and dollar bills that he's swimming around in? No, it's yeah. all assets, man. It's all. <laughs> My family has two million dollars, um, but let's get back into a little Suicide Squad. Okay, we departed. So, old squad or pre squad, you know we're no Pete Davidson. Short period of time oh, for him. That's right. That's right. Uh, Who was he again? Blackguard. Yeah, yeah. Someone no one's ever heard of. Never heard of. But how do you feel about Team Two, our our new main team? Um, I dig it. Um, I like the. You know, I really. I, I feel like John Cena is one of those guys that like. I feel like would bug me, but he really doesn't. He actually was like did a pretty good, decent job. Good role for him. Yeah, it's a good role for him, and it's just like those little digs that he gets at, you know. Yeah, and like it, it, it works, you know. He has, it is the perfect utilization of that performer in a role ever. Yeah, the one dude I worked with was like, yeah, I saw it, man, John Cena. He a dickhead. I'm like, are you talking about the helmet that he wore? Because it is very foul. Because that is also, <laughs> and in the comics that. Uh, Peacemaker is actually insane and thinks that the souls of the people he kills are stored inside his helmet. Makes sense. Yeah. Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> he, um, no, I thought John Cena was good. Another problem people had was Idris Alba. It's not Will Smith, dude. People want to see Will Smith. I, I like Idris, man. He's the man. I Did you hear about uh, New Sonic? He's going to be Knuckles, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Did you see the first Sonic movie? That was another one. I, I did not. That was another see. one I fell asleep during, but because, for different reasons. For different reasons. Because you just had to do something else. I mean, it just it was fine. And I mean, Jim Carrey did a good job, man. He was he was entertaining, you know. Ever since Jim Carrey broke his promise of never doing a sequel. What are you talking about? When did he make that promise in 1994? After after Pet Detective Two. Oh oh, after that he'll never. Yeah. I know some people that like that move that the second one better. I agree. I yeah. definitely like the second one better. I don't. I like them 
equally. Was it Call the Wild? Well, what's funny? Uh, wild when nature call. calls. When nature. Oh, it's a nice funny bladder joke. Oh my for you. god! Because it's like uh, taking the piss. Well, when I was a kid, I thought that was like the original. I thought that was the. I also did. Okay, so I wasn't alone there, and that was the first one I saw. And then I'm like, like, oh no, there's actually a, one that came before that. I'm like, oh. Okay, cool. I'll check it out. I like them. I both. really don't even remember the first one that well. I like the first one a lot because it just fe- it just feels very nineties. It really yeah. does. But after that, he said, uh, "No more, no more sequels." So do you, is he going to be in the new Sonic? Of course he is, because he broke it with Dumb and Dumber Two. He wasn't in that. Back oh at, my god! Back, well, it's like back the to third being one. Dumber. It is. Well, there was a prequel. Prequel, yeah. That movie's. You awful. love the prequel. Oh my! It's That's awful, your favorite. Awful! 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 Like, at the time, you know, I think it came out when I was, like, junior high. Yeah, it was, like, funny. But even then, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of funny, but this movie sucks. Yeah. all It's insane that those were the movies that I get how they, like, drew so much money. But it's just crazy that that was the humor that they were like, yep, this will take over. Well, I don't think the Fairley Brothers had anything to do with the, the prequel. No, not at all. The prequel was made by a direct-to-DVD. There was a couple. No, it was in theaters. I probably saw it in theaters, but... The, Such a fan. The Dumb and... What, what was the second one called? Or the, the, the third Dumb one? Dumb and Dumberer. No, the, that, was, that was the prequel. What about the one after that? Was uh, it just... Dumb and Dumbest. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just started like... But anyways, there was a couple good jokes Dumble, in it, but, Dumb and Dumbledore. You know what? We're not here to talk about some crappy movies that came out but, a while ago. So, Team 2, we like Idris. I do. I think he's I'm great. I'm a fan. Uh, you ever see Luther? No. Alice! Alice, is that a, is that a movie? It's a TV show. Oh, okay. From BBC, aka the British Broadcasting. I think Company. I think I think people just are kind of uh, caught off guard when that yell that Alice accent them. comes out of such a, a dark, brooding gentleman. Dude, Luther is sick. It's about him being a fucking insane badass cop that is just solving crimes, dude. And guess what? Maybe. Some people die, but it's him. Maybe or definitely. Definitely people die. Um, Idris rips, though. King Shark, how you feel? It's kind of annoying. (laughs) I agree. A little little annoying. It felt like a product bait. Like, it felt too... Groot like the whole like is like oh he like eats a a guy and like spit him out like he's a dog or something it's just kinda yeah like that that's just too silly for me it had a it has a weird there's no line like the line's not as defined so you mentioned the R rating was the first one not R it was the first one's PG thirteen okay okay but do you think this one deserved an R rating like okay I know it deserved an R rating do you think it could have been as good a film. With a PG-13 rating and allowing it to be a more broadly viewed movie. Yeah, like they probably could have gotten around. You know, they, they, there's certain things they probably could have uh, omitted and it would have been the same fun movie with, that could have appealed to a larger audience. That's, that's why a lot, of, you know, a lot of movies end up being PG-13 because they want yeah. more people to see them and make more money. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think with Deadpool doing so well... Everyone got super high on, we can do these rated R comic book movies and blah, blah, blah. And some of them do work. Movies like Blade work, where they're a much darker tone in nature. 
This one has like it's not that dark. Oh, it's not a dark movie. It's a rated R Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm glad you meant. Yeah, that, it's very well put, and I'm glad you mentioned um, just now. Well, uh, uh, not Blade. What did you say before? There's R rated. Oh, Deadpool. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's not Deadpool. I mean, it's it's like that. They're like, oh, well, that works. Now we can do, we can be silly, but still like, you know. But they want to. You want to be silly and also like show someone's dick one time. So you want this like <laughs> R rating, and you want. I get there are parts that play really well in this movie where there's these, you know, the killing fight or whatever you want to call it, the kill off between Peacemaker and Bloodsport. When they're going through that camp or whatever, I didn't get through that yet. Or did I get through? You did the first get through step? that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah, when they storm the beach. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like those things, you're like, all right, this is cool. But is all this a hundred percent necessary, or is this just like extra cannon fodder to be like, well, we're rated R, so cut their fucking head off. Yeah. Or like they blow up when they blow up Savant. And well, and the one thing about it too, I liked in the beginning when they were kind of jumping around timeline wise. I like when movies do that. It just kind of keeps it a little more interesting. I agree. I keeps thought that was good. Yeah, I'd like I knew people would be like, "Yeah, it was kind of confusing." I'm like, dude, if that confuses you, that just means you're not paying attention. Like, <laughs> I don't. Nothing drives me more insane than someone asking me about a movie that I'm currently watching with them that neither of us have seen. And then they ask me, what's happening? And I go, we're watching the same yeah. thing. I, I know as much as you. I, if you were paying attention, we would both know the same amount. <laughs> How are you not? Especially in a movie theater. That's what blows my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, I like the costumes. Yeah. Do you like Ratcatcher too? Uh, Dude, I... <laughs> I gotta go back and watch this movie. Jeez, we'll man. give you a, we'll give you a better breakdown tomorrow. Um, also, what we need to watch is a little thing called Marvel's What If. Okay, I remember Ratcatcher. Okay, the chick that that did the the rats. Okay, it took me to a minute. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, the kind of hot girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, and I only say kind of hot I, because I, she was surrounded by rats the I whole time. <laughs> and I have like a I'm I'm blood sport dude. I got a real phobia of unlike a rat. Yeah, stay away from the rat girls. They're nothing but trouble. It's the same girls that ask you what time you were born. So mm. Just stay away from them. They're not worth it. I wasn't born. <laughs> I no, like uh, yeah, I, I didn't. She was a. Her character was fine. Sewer. I didn't like the whole like Billie Eilish like uh, like I'm I'm kind of fucking you moody know, and mysterious. She's got. The was weird. she in it? Was she one of the rats? Billie Eilish. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if she was. <laughs> She was at Lollapalooza. I think she did the voice for one of the rats. Really? <laughs> Someone did do one of the voices for the rats. No. Yeah. I swear to God. The rats talk or just like noise? It makes like a noise. Okay. And it was someone. And they always get someone who's like wildly famous. I sure. forget who it is. It's yeah. like Cheryl Crow. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like. That's awesome. We didn't know who to get for the rat. So Cheryl Crow just was in the office, and we had her just like go, uh, you know, make a couple squeaks, and then she's in the movie. Um, dude, let's talk some V. Dude, I can talk V with you all day, brother. What do you want? Who you want to talk about? We're talking about <laughs> v, v. Who? We're talking about the V. Just V. Code name V. Some guy called, Fox. Dude, this guy. Anonymous. Fo- this guy Anonymous. Fox. This guy Fox. 
Um, oh my God. Is that why his name that? Guy no, Fox? Maybe. This guy Fox. Well, that's that's that, so my friend. That's his. That's his uh, name in our group chat. That's the coolest name. Yeah. That like some guy in anonymous was definitely jealous when he saw that. Yeah. So that's funny you mentioned the whole anonymous thing when it comes to V for Vendetta and the guy Fox mask. Uh, every time I've been reading this book in public, if I like go to set it down, I make sure I set it down face down. You don't, you don't want to be sending I, like a yeah. secret calling card to someone. That- uh, yeah. I don't want certain people, the conversations, right? Like I'm not interested. So yeah, basically I just wanted to kind of like talk about, you know, after I just read this book for the first time and I've seen the movie a bunch of times. I saw it See, when I- it first came out in theaters, uh, when I was in high school and thought it was really cool. And I really liked to like dive into the contrast between the book and the movie. Cause it's actually very similar, but there's some small things that they changed. So now I have maybe seen this movie once. Oh really? I have definitely never read the comic. I know it's like, uh, some cool artwork. Thumb through it. It's pretty neat. There's some cool, there's some cool stuff in there. Like, let me give you my, this is my synopsis of what's going on in this book. From oh, I want to hear I remember. It. Yeah. I want to hear it. This is v, v for Vendetta. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, 2099 in England and everyone's just kind of big brothering it up and hanging out. And then this dude's got this mask on and he comes and like fucking cuts up a bunch of the cops or something and probably gives everyone some bread and gold. And then... You go back to his place. He lives in like a sick little like den mansion. Like oh, the kinda, shadow gallery is dude, the shit. Is that what it's called? Oh, it's awesome, man. Not a great name to for ladies to go back to. Why the shit? What is the shadow gallery? It sounds scary, dude. You want to come back to the shadow? Yeah, gallery? but the gallery makes it sound like it's cool, like it's artsy. Why don't we name? I'm gonna name my place the shadow gallery. I'm stealing yeah. it. So he's got his crib. Yeah, I want. So he's got a cool crib. <laughs> he hangs on the cool crib a bunch. And then, um, what the, whoever Natalie Portman is gets, you know, sees them and is like, dude, what am I doing here? I'm just, you know, another brick in the wall. So I got to get out of this fucking situation. This whole place fucking sucks. She's sitting there and she's all like, you know. I better cut all my hair off. That'll show him. <laughs> Which I guess. Um, and then Guy Fox is, you know, this guy Fox. This guy. Uh, he fucking comes in and kills everyone except for Natalie Portman and. The end. The end. Happily ever after, right <laughs> yeah, off the Yeah, is that what? Uh, close. Oh, you were very close. A bunch of stuff about the government just spewed throughout, like a bunch. There's probably a bunch of things where someone's like, this represents the way that the economy has strangle held humanity into being a poor shell of what we should be. Yeah, so it's definitely political, but the whole... Okay, so let's a quick breakdown of the story. It actually deals mostly with like fascism, mainly. So the people that are in charge... Did you say fascism? <laughs> no, no, no. The belief in fashion? No, the, the bad kind. The, the fascism. No, fascism. Fascism, yes. Which is uh, Mussolini style. Yeah, not good. Just not good as we've seen throughout the years. 
and getting back to when I actually watched this movie, I know this is going to sound sort of corny, but um, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, and you at were this becoming point, a fascist. At, the, <laughs> at this point, I had already and it steered you away. I had already sort of started opening my mind a little bit with certain substances. I'm not going to say what, but also at the same time, I was taking a world history class, um, and we were learning about fascists totalitarianism i mean these are real things that happen throughout history and they can happen based off of whatever sort of fear or bad situation that's happening in a current government state of government so the the people the big brother aspect that you had touched on in your fantastic uh breakdown of this movie slash graphic novel because i figured it had something to do with the show right the show Big Brother? No. Believe it or not, no. Nothing to do I with that. I thought that was the centerpiece. Although, speaking of Big Brother, shout out the documentary Dumb about Big Brother magazine on Hulu. Probably my favorite documentary of all time. I just watched it again last night for the fourth or fifth time. It's so good. It's very good. So, anyways, the it's about, you know, these people take power. It's, 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 a, it's a fascist society. It's very controlled. They control the media that you hear. Yeah, there's cameras and surveillance everywhere. It's not a good place to live. I know someone who has this exact same haircut, a lady, as Guy Fox. Oh, with the bangs? With them bangs, Yeah, the dude. bangs are hot right now, yeah. The actually, bangs are... Dude. They, I feel like the ladies try to bring the bangs back like every like two and a is, half, three years. You ever see behind, behind his mask? Uh, no, you never do. He's a, he, has a ter- he has terrible burns all over his body. So it's uh, interesting you never got into this acne. book. I can understand how it's a little, I don't want to say convoluted, but it, it, it's dense. It's very dense. Alan Moore is a very dense writer. Dense but I'm sorry, he's a genius. I mean, he is fantastic. You know what? I'm not going to apologize. Scratch that sorry. I'm not going to apologize. Speaking of, quick side note, I was... Uh, I have a feeling this isn't going to be quick. <laughs> it'll be as quick as I want it to be, and it'll be as quick as you make it. Um, I was... On the internet doing research, which is why I call watching YouTube videos for <laughs> yeah, the research. podcast. But this guy was going garage sale hopping for comic books. And I was like, damn, that's a pretty wild like f- venture. Because not a lot of places have comics. It's kind of a rarer thing. So he ends up finding a good amount. One of which he found at a spot was Swamp Thing. I forget the actual number, but it's the one that has first appearance of John Constantine. Yeah. So, dude, ungraded, they go for like 300 fucking bucks, dude. Really? Wild. That's I awesome. was like, I've read that book. Yeah. I felt good about it. Yeah, and like I said, I think we were talking about last episode or two episodes ago that like I didn't know that that was his first appearance. I thought he had already had Hellblazer. I thought he already had his own title and had his own thing going. He was created for that for that series. All right. Top th- is John Constantine a top three coolest comic book character? Uh, coolest, like, yeah, yeah. Like to, I mean, if as, we're a talking, gu- as a like, yeah, thing, as a like the coolest, yeah. I would say so because Swamp Thing. I'm sorry, I love him and the character, but he's not very cool. He's no, kind of. That's what I'm saying. Gross. The Hulk's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Like Gambit's cool. Gambit's cool. John Constantine's cool. And who would be the third in that list? Oh my God, who's a cool? third guy um fucking cool guy alert damn like low i want to say lobo but lobo's too extreme okay. not cool like lobo you die you definitely first time out you're dead 
Who I else mean, is like a Doctor cool... Strange is pretty damn cool in my book, you know. But... Yeah, but he's like, I want a guy who's like, dude, let's grab a couple beers and some cigs on the way back from, you know, Hellboy. Whole... Hellboy? I could fuck with Hellboy. Pretty much the whole Vertigo, Vertigo, you know, like, because Hellboy falls in that DC Vertigo realm, right? DC, or Hellboy is Dark Horse. Oh, Dark Horse. I'm sorry. Oh, um, well, that makes a lot more sense, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, shit, all this, the mask. Oh, yeah. Those Dark those Horse all, mask comics, man. Dude, those shirts. Yeah. If you've ever seen, like, some of the old shirts for those, those. It was, like, early flop, 90s. Flop, any, even whether it's the comic or the, like, movie promo ones, one, whoever designed those needs, like, a huge round of applause just for how well. Like, back then, they designed these, like, movie promo tees very well. Yeah. Because that is that was a dumb thing that helped promote movies. Like, now, it's, like, a shitty fucking one-screen print on the front that says, like, cast of, uh you know, and, like, Shyamalan's old. And then, <laughs> like, just on the front, there's nothing else on it. It's on, like, a Gildan hammer that sucks balls. Right. So, it's, like... Those old ones, though, were nice, good quality shirts. The mask rips. Yep. Third cool guy, though. Kate Bishop? Bishop's pretty cool. Bishop's what, from cool. from X-Men? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bishop will be a cool dude. That's who Idris Elba should play. That's that's the role he was meant to play, man. Which is why he did. Wait, was that him in, in Days of Future Past? I believe it was Idris Elba. You might be right about that. You're probably right about that. I don't know if I'm right about that now. I don't know, but but it should have happened. We'll make it happen. But also that Bishop role in Days of Future Past is a complete joke. Oh, he had like five minutes of screen time, maybe? Yeah. That's why I don't think it was Idris Elba. But. I mean, yeah, because he came back and did all the Thors and shit. With V, though, so what time period are we talking? Oh, yeah, so that was the other thing you got slightly wrong. Um, but th- this is going to make this... So mainly I want to focus on this just 2098. the... 2098. The differences between... Um, the, the book and the movie. So time frame wise in the book, it takes place. It's 1997 and 1998. The rev. Whoa. The, yeah. The fascist like transition happened around oh the eighties. I got you. Yeah. But, but keep in mind, this book was written in the eighties. So like, uh, and then in the movie, it's basically like just fast forward to 20 years. So like the, the, the revolution or whatever, the, the we'll fascist, televised. the fascist Sorry. uprising, uh, came into play more like the nineties, late nineties. And then like now it's like a not too distant future. Like the movie came out in 05. It's supposed to be like 2018 or 2020. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like right around that time. Right now this is happening. Well, it's very interesting in the movie. They, they take on this, there's this whole thing that's not in the book about like about a virus and how there was a government issued cure. It's actually kind of messed up. I don't want to even talk about that though. It's like kind of like Insane. They kind of added that art parallels life. It's, I mean, it's kind of interesting, but but that wasn't in the comic. No, so, no, no, no. Okay, no, the now, fascism. Th- they they talk about a nuclear war, but they never talk about any sort of like people getting sick. They added that into the movie. General question, percentage wise, how much of movie is accurate to comic? The, uh, it's pretty close. I would say so. Basically, it's I'd say it's about. 80, 75 to 80% accurate because there's just, there's just very small changes they made. So good example, Natalie Portman's character in the movies, clearly in her like early twenties mm-hmm. in the book, she's 16 years old when V first meets her. So she's 16 and 17 once it rolls over to the next year. Very problematic. Yes. Also 
so in the book, you see E.V. E. Hammond, the, main, the, you know, the character that portrayed by Natalie Portman, is um, out past curfew because it's a curfew. E.V. E. Hammond, descendant of John Hammond from Jurassic Park? Sure. Whatever you say, pal. Continue. So Sorry. he, uh, she's out past curfew, which is a thing because there's a curfew because there is a, it's a totalitarian, you know, society, and they're tight on rules over there. She's she's confronted by what they call fingermen, who are like the G-men, oh. who are like oh, yeah. they're cops. They're cops, yeah. and so fingermen. I thought it was something. <laughs> well, this is what they try to do. They it was probably on their agenda because yeah, the whole thing is she's about to be raped, which oh. is, which they do kind of allude to in the movie, but it's very clear in the book. And then V comes and saves her. And so there's also just very small things that they change around. Like, um, so he blows up Parliament at the end of the movie. But in the comic book, he does it at the very beginning. It's the first thing he does is blow up the British Parliament. Gotcha. So stuff like that. um, They change some names around. Like the Chancellor, the the Hitler-type character, his last name's Susan. But in this, they change it to like Surgate or something, something a little more masculine for some random reason. Um, my mom's name is Susan. And oh, really? I, I had asked them to change it. That was very nice of you. I'm, I'm well, sure. that was nice of them. Yeah. To respect me and my mother. You had to talk to Alan? I talked to me and Alan. First, we got on the phone. And we said, I said, hey, Alan, I don't think you and I are phone kind of guys. No. Why don't we have a little meet? He flew me out. I'm in Scotland, you know, hanging out with him. I say, listen, my mother's name's Susan. I find it a little bit offensive as friends, cohorts, yeah. you know, buds. Because this guy is basically Hitler in the book. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I don't want my mom to be portrayed that Not way. Not cool. Not cool at all. So then when the movie came down the and place, said, yeah, we can't have this. He said, we'll change it. We'll change the name. Yeah. I can do it. What and I guy. said, thank you, dude. I Call it Sam Squatch. Call it whatever you want, dude. Just not Susan. You can keep the ass. What a guy. It's fantastic. Alan Moore is a really nice man. I believe. <laughs> he is nice and kind, and he has a, a huge heart. Yeah, he's actually kind of not. He's actually kind of a strange cat. But uh, Strange cats need love, They Sean. do. They do. But the, 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 also in the book, some things they change around. There's just things they leave out. Um, they go into more depth of like the, the G-men, the fingermen type characters, and the guys that are kind of pulling the strings or, or working for the, the chancellor, the Hitler type character. They don't go into their lives as much. Um, but there's, there's a lot of similarities and there's, there's lines ripped right from the book. The whole thing where he fake abducts or fake arrests, uh, Natalie Portman's character is in the book, basically puts her through the same experience that he had been through when he was in this concentration camp type place, which was called Lark Hill. Um, also we talked about when, so the main cop character in the movies, inspector Finch, who in the movie they portray more as like, oh well, yes, I'm, I'm in this fascist party, uh, but I, you know, I have my reserves and I keep to myself. So it's not me, dude. Yeah, he, but he, he does a good uh, he does a good job of fronting it because he's you know when someone trying to uh, they try to uh, deny his deny his loyalty, him. they he goes, hey, listen, I've been a party member for 27 years. You know, that's like how he, def- he gets real defen- I mean, gets real defensive. Yeah, which is the ultimate like. I'm I'm out of this. Dude. Yeah, he's not into it. But so in the comic book, his character takes LSD to a little lysergic 
Absolutely. Yeah, to, to, to step into V's shoes and see what he went through at these camps, which isn't how LSD works. He literally was like kind of seeing it through, which is actually what he does in Swamp Thing, too. I don't know if you got to that when I let you borrow it. Swamp Thing, maybe, maybe it wasn't a volume I gave you, but Swamp Thing uh, creates this fruit that grows off his body, basically. And if you eat it, you kind of experience like the way he sees the world. And so in Swamp Thing, people eat this fruit. And it's this like hippie type character, this definitely like like hippie burnout type guy named Chester, um, who is a drug dealer, but he also like he finds he's also like a big botanist and stuff. So he finds this fruit in the swamps and gives it to some people. One of them being like a guy whose wife is dying of cancer, and they both take it I mean, and have this a- like beautiful experience. And it like he's like, oh man, it helped my wife so much. She like embraced death and. We had this beautiful experience. He didn't know it was going to do this, or he knew it they, they knew it. He knew it, like, it had some properties, but it was, like, strong as shit. So Alan Moore always comes back to this very psychedelic-type uh, themes. And I, mean, I think he's a big product of that era. Absolutely. And speaking of that era he grew up in, I mean, we're talking, he, especially when he was coming of age, especially when was one time he was writing comic books, Margaret Thatcher was running the show over in the UK. I don't know how much you know about Margaret Thatcher, but uh. pretty conservative lady. So a lot of people say there's a lot of parallels here between Margaret Thatcher and leading towards more of a fascist type society. I got you. It's very interesting. So he doesn't fuck with Margaret Thatcher. Not at all. Very vocal about that. Is Margaret Thatcher like a a historically negative person? She was the prime minister of the UK. She... It was like a good and bad type thing. She, you know, was a little very, bit of good, a little bit of bad. She brought like jobs and this and that, but kind of a, a mean, lot, mean just, mom. There was a lot of yeah, like liberal type people that just didn't agree with her policies. You know, I mean, mm. like any any person in power, you'll have that. But see, here's the thing: it's like, dude, why didn't the queen just, you know, take charge? Because she has no power. <laughs> what do you mean the queen has no power? Uh, watch the uh, Netflix explained mm. on royalty, and you'll know everything, dude. I'm not watching ever since. You don't I, have power. By the way, we're, we're talking in a dark, empty room right now. No, one of the lights in the front window is on. It's a brownout. How does it work? I don't know, dude. I don't know how electricity works. I'm not Thomas Edison. What about your fish lamp? Is that working? No, dude. The fish are living in the dark. They're turning into cave fish. Oh, my goodness. I would imagine very soon they will evolve to have no eyes and be clear. You might be right. But it's now, not- wrapping up the whole V comparison, that's pretty much it. It was I thought it was very interesting just going to watch the movie and seeing just the small things that they changed, the small liberties they took. I, and and it still came out really well. At first, I, I think the hardcore comic book fans dump on the movie, but online it actually has a pretty good rating. It's like an 8.1 on IMDb and like a 7.5 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's yeah. pretty good. Because uh, it is entertaining and it's political and... The whole thing that people, I think the comic book fans kind of dump on is uh, his use of like the knives. Yeah. He uses the knife like once or twice in the book and he's not doing like this cool like ninja shit with it. He's like, not doing all the flippy tricks. He, he, he does like type acro- ac- uh, acrobatics and stuff like that because they think that like had to do with like the serum he was given at this concentration camp type place, okay. Mark Hill. But he doesn't really use like, he doesn't have like rows of knives like around him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's not like, like his go-to melee weapon. Yeah, and then the whole thing where like I was saying that they kind of jump scenes around um, like there is a, a point in time, I think it was the panel I showed you that just opened up to where he has the bomb strapped to his chest. Yeah. That's later on in the book. It's like pretty early on in the movie. So they did it a way to make it digestible for Hollywood and audiences. And it's a good flick and the book is fantastic. You should check it out. Um, I think it's always nice. Like you were saying to read a comic and then watch a movie and be able to see 
where the main arches of the story are at from like the original version of it and understand that, all right, I get you had to change it to do it panel for panel is fucking insane. That's 10 movie. Like it just doesn't make sense. Right. So it's like, even when you get something like, um, like a civil war type thing, it's like, I get the pieces you pulled from this. I get why you did it this way. That was like a good way to do this. Yeah. You pulled to fit the, in with their already existing storyline. Exactly. Yeah. You pulled the right ingredients out to keep the dish having the same element. And that almost takes even more creativity, in my opinion. A like, thousand percent. Oh my god, yeah. Because a lot of people I think it's assume that these comic book movies are just oh, you just like took the comic book and like turned it into a movie. Oh no. And there's a lot more going on. And a lot of the ones that fail aren't directly based on certain comic things and they does have a ton of people taking extra liberties where you're like yeah no one wants to watch this like yeah like at the end of the day i don't think they really added anything mm-mm. more or less in v for vendetta or even you know for civil war i can't speak for that i actually never read that book but that's a later comic that's like a late 2000s uh it early is 2000s. like early 2000s yeah yeah yeah, I remember like when it came out, like that was like kind of a big deal, you know. Yeah, I think it had like in the comic Peter Parker. Spoiler for the comic if you haven't read a twenty-year-old comic yet, but <laughs> Peter Parker unmasks, or Spider-Man unmasks to be Peter Parker, and I think like them to, like to the world, to the world because they were going through not a Sokovia Accords, but. A superhero registration act. Oh, where you if you're to. gonna be a superhero, then you're gonna register. Tony's pro registration, Captain America is anti registration. That's where you get but that. But everyone knows that he's Steve Rogers, yeah, or but not in the he, comic, or what? I think it was more not his anonymity, but the am- anonymity of other people that he was like fighting for. Like, the right to not have to be, like, yeah, you know, monitored by the yeah. government. And that's a great concept for a comic book, yeah. hands down. Oh, yeah. it was a, it's amazing. But you get these little elements of, like, all right, it's Cap versus Tony. That we have. Oh, Spider-Man's a big part? We can... What if we introduce Spider-Man in the fucking movie? It's yeah. like, that's the first... People, like, forget. That's the first time you see Spider-Man. In Civil War. Is in yep. Civil War. Oh, yeah. And it was... That's why I was so hyped on it. I, uh... I think we went and saw that instead of going to see King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard play at fucking Rock Hall. And now they're like one of my favorite bands. I like get pissed <laughs> off about it. I could have gone and seen, you know, Tony Stark and fucking Steve Rogers fight, you know. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, dude, but it was, when you left, you were like, dude, that was a good ass. Oh, movie. I enjoyed it, man. Yeah, no, but, uh, and it's fun. Now we're seeing that with like the, at the mid credit scene in uh, Far From Home where Peter Parker's identity is revealed. So yeah. it's going to be interesting because that's never really happened, uh. In the Spider-Man movies, aside from when he's on that train car, you well, know. Well, because we're going to end up getting the... We're talking about J. Jonah Jameson on a big screen in Times oh. Square. Everyone knows who he is now. He's flashing it. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. we're going to get some time hopping, though, and dimensional, like, some timelines are getting crossed. It's going to be so metal, man. I can't wait. The new Spider-Man and the new Doctor Strange are going to be two of the most insane movies I think we've seen in a long time. But I do think I know the villain for the new Doctor Strange. Okay. I 
No spoilers. All right. I know you re- do a lot of deep diving it, on the dude, interweb. Dude, it's just based off of something I read that wasn't necessarily a spoiler, but, you know, I don't think it's going to be the big bad that everyone thinks it is. Okay. Because we're, remember, we're definitely not getting Kang again until Ant-Man Quantumania. All right. I got some ideas myself. I, I got like, some ideas. We're, he might be in some post credit stuff. I wouldn't doubt that, but he's not coming back big and bad. Oh no, and we can wait. I like that. I, I can. I can wait. You know. Yeah, I'm um, very excited. We got about two or three minutes left. Also, the one thing I also I wanted to talk about that I heard about, uh, slightly comic booky related, was uh, I'm interested. Akira movie that's coming out, directed by Taki Watiti. Really? Oh, I think and I've Leonardo heard... DiCaprio apparently is going to be in it. I don't know as what role. Hopefully not as the title role because it is a Japanese <laughs> character. Yeah, that would be really insane. And also, I don't think it's a 55-year-old man. No, 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 no. That only exclusively dates women that are under 26 years old. Yeah. And no one talks about it. But I that's mean, fine. It's Leo. He gets a pass. Who cares? He gets a pass. It's, it's Leo. fucking Leo, dude. Have you ever watched Romeo and Juliet? I mean, these are, I mean, these are consenting adults. It's not like he's like diddling like, you know, 17, 18-year-old girls. These are like girls in their I'm excited for the movie. And then just off the top of your head... I need your best Leo movie. Okay. Uh, my Like my favorite? Your fit personal. Oh, that's really hard. Doesn't have to be a starring. Can be anything. What, what movies does he not star in? He's a secondary character. I don't see too many of them. There's movies. For me, it's probably either... It's a The Beach. Are, are, are talking about his favorite performance or just the favorite movie that he happens to be in? The, that's important. The best mo- Your favorite movie that he is that in. That he is in? Yes. Probably The Departed. Probably. Okay. I like Inception a lot. I'd say he gives a good performance in Inception. Um, I'm interested to hear yours. And why is it The Beach? <laughs> the Beach is pretty good. <laughs> um, man, Leonardo DiCaprio is obviously the absolute best in yeah. Catch Me If You Can. You know what? I... I gotta go with that. That movie, so I can put that movie on whenever. What's that dumbass line Christopher oh, Walken says when he's talking about the Yankees? <laughs> I'm gonna do my best, Christopher Walken. Here, let's hear it. He goes, um, "You know why the Yankees always win? It's why? Cause, it's because they can't stop staring at those pinstripes." <laughs> Stupid ass motherfucker. Leo and Tom Hanks say the same thing. The Yankees always win because they got Mickey Mantle. <laughs> no, and, and the whole necklace thing. You must have dropped this. Must have fell right off your neck. <laughs> Dude. What are you going to like bribe women in the 50s to like, oh, goodness. That, that is a fucking classic. That movie's so good. It's like Goodfellas, Catch Me If You Can, Pulp Fiction. I can watch those movies whenever. I'll put them on and watch it whenever. No you know problem. Underrated Christmas movie is Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got some Christmas vibes, heavy. Because it ends on Christmas, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in the church, and, and uh, it's like a printing press in France. Yeah. What was the name of that town? Uh, I G- just watched G- it. Fucks. <laughs> it's uh, oh my god, it's gonna drive me nuts. I just watched it like not too long ago. Bastille. No. But close enough. Somewhere. Oh, my God. You know what it is? It's like Shushara or something like that. I was going to say Paris. Paris. <laughs> Gay Paris. 
Legepere. Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Corner. This as was a fun one. Always. I agree, we're dude. We're kind of all over the place, time. but it's all good. Dude, we're always all over the place. This is what you guys pay Spotify for. Exactly. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at Threads and Dreads Pod, as well as hitting up patreon.com backslash Threads and Dreads, paying $5 and getting some extra fucking episodes, some behind the scenes content shit we're getting more shit going on it's gonna be fun you're gonna have a good time you know lend lend thy your ear thanks for listening uh we'll talk to you guys later peace adios